The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 Is the name of the, sh- of the show that we are doing, and this is the 496th episode of it. My name is Max Scoville, and I'm here with my good friends, Brian Altano. Hello, hello. Andrew Goldfarb. Hello, hello. And Marty Sleva. You just got back from Baby Cake's funeral. What? Oh. Recipes, right. baby cakes. All right, okay. So, so before we get into things, I want to just point out this is uh, this is the week before E3. We're going to have a very big, exciting show full of E3 we predictions and all kinds of stuff. And normally this is the part of the show where I'm like, here's the stuff we're going to talk about. Here's the stuff we're going to talk about. It's E3 predictions. It's coming up very shortly. But first, some housekeeping. Um, E3, if you're unfamiliar, is the time of year when all the video games come together and they hold hands and then they kiss and then they fight to the death. And we're going to be there covering it. So, uh, you know, be sure you're keeping track of how much we're – doing at e3 ign is going completely nuts uh covering it if you're going to be at e3 we're gonna have a meetup uh i think we've got like 40 hours of programming or something but uh basically ign.com slash e3 also we are partnering with twitter so all of our stuff is going to be streamed on twitter uh we're all on twitter individually i'm max scoville he's agent bizzle he's garfep and he's mcbiggity yep. if you don't follow us you're not a good friend yeah why do you come listen on, to man, our yeah why you're do you listen to our toy pictures adult radio programs anyway um yeah, let's get into it. Um, there's a. I am so excited. Are you stoked? Yeah, I'm so excited yeah, for three. This is this is uh, one of this. I I I haven't even had a second to be like <laughs> this is actually happening. Yeah, and it's also like this really cool time of year where I don't feel like as many things have leaked as usual. Mm-hmm. Things feel slightly under wraps, or at least, five days. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. all the teamsters are going to be tweeting pictures of yeah, like their. That's hit. exactly it. Like all Just the open up a box yeah. full of PlayStation fives. Yeah, exactly. the teamster. <laughs> Guess where I found Tony Hawk underground. Uh, no, yeah. I mean there have, there have been deliberate announcements, but I don't feel like there's been enough leaks yet, and no. that's going to happen in the next few days. And that's so. the exciting thing is companies like Ubisoft getting stuff like Far Cry Five, yep. you know, getting it out there early. Sony already announcing some of the games they're going to have, which means like they're trying to keep the actual surprises under wraps. Which yeah, is and it's like if they're stuff. announcing that stuff now, what do they have for the show? You yeah. know, like it, it almost like it's always funny because when people announce something in these like one or two or three weeks ahead in V three, like. There's sometimes I never know if it's quite like oh like let's get the smaller stuff out of the way so we can bring the big guns to E3 or if it's just like kind of spreading out like mm-hmm. multiple you know beats or whatever it is. Yeah. Specifically, um, Sony's E3 press conference last year was probably my favorite press conference ever from a presentation perspective. Oh, sure. Renting out that like beautiful hall and making it feel like you're at a legit award show yeah or a real like well, a theater the orchestra. We're, we're always talking about the VGAs and the Spike Awards and all this other stuff and like how do we make 
video games feel like they are legitimized by mainstream modern culture. And I really feel like Sony's conference did that last year with a full orchestra and just the presentation behind it just didn't feel like a bunch of guys in like suit jackets and t-shirts sure. rambling about well, nonsense. It was also a, like breakneck spe- yeah. speed. Like mm-hmm. it was, we didn't have time to catch our breath when it was like, here's Spider-Man. We're like, oh my God, and like, here's Death Stranding. We're yep. like, what? And like, Resident Evil 7 is coming and it's PSVR. Like yeah. it was just like, we were breathless. I, yeah. so, I wonder if this year is just following up on that. If it, is it like more of so, those same games. So on that note, we do actually have some details on what they're doing that's, that's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the big thing is obviously they've, they they kind of showed their hand. I mean, they showed a lot of yeah. the stuff that they're working on that we maybe won't see, but we do have uh, confirmed games here. God of War, Spider-Man, Uncharted Lost Legacy, Days Gone, Gran Turismo Sport, and more, I guess. Expect <laughs> less talk, yeah. more games at E3 via awesome piece on PlayStation from Time Magazine. Uh, one of their head guys said, as for the experience awaiting PlayStation buffs when the curtain lifts at Sony's E3 media event, live streaming from the Shrine Auditorium. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Sean Layton says, to think of it less like a press conference than a software showcase, the crowd will only have to suffer, I think, an aggregate of 90 seconds of me, <laughs> he jokes. And in the middle will all be the games. Yeah. I love this so much. I feel like everyone needs to take note of this. I, I've said for years that I really like you know, Nintendo's weird changing format of what a direct is, because I think it minimizes the amount of just janky, broken human speak of like a man coming out and babbling about graphics yeah. processing and just yeah. and be like, and what we plan to accomplish next is over 400 consecutive players at once. This is murder. <laughs> murder? Like, Squirkles is coming to PlayStation 4 this fall. It's not working again. Yeah. Like, we make fun of these guys every year because yeah. it's awkward as hell. Well, so get rid of all that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, so often, the, I mean, the big question is who is this for? Sure. You know, and it's, I think they realize the people who really care and who are going to evangelize this kind of stuff are, you know, people like us and people watching at home who care. They yeah. want to watch, they want to see new video games. They well, want to get excited about them. And obviously this is sort of like, this is tied into the whole, you know, sales and marketing life cycle. But the people who are in like the marketing side of things, they're, I mean, probably pretty jaded or they get yeah. excited, but like, why not have fun with it? Well, the audience is jaded, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the audience now through social media has used E3 press conference, justifiably so, to capitalize on snark. Mm-hmm. And they are given that opportunity millions of times a minute at E3 yeah. by awkward dudes in suit jackets and T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And Come- just to be clear, like, you're including yourself. In oh, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've made a living out of this yeah. garbage. <laughs> oh, I love it. But I think it's just like you pull away from all that and you cut to gameplay mm-hmm. and you show off cool things and you make people really excited. Yeah. I mean, this this all, like, you dig back in time sony is sort of the kings of the awkward press conference when it comes back to genji 3 massive enemy crabs and yeah, real yeah. historical battles and real-time weapon switching and ridge racer well they're, they're no konami when it comes to the, the yes press conference. yes <laughs> well they're they're rest in peace <laughs> remember, remember that, that year when konami was like we've got our, our whole uh, live show ready to go and then it was just like you could just skip ahead. Like, oh, that yeah. weird! It wasn't actually live. They were just you put it up as VOD, but it was like streaming. That weird ad- like, <laughs> adaptive dance Cirque du Soleil <laughs> show. That yeah, but but also they were like, I'm bored of this part. I'm going to jump in. You're like, this isn't what? Yeah. what are, <laughs> how do I spoil this for myself? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I expected more from Konami. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, like this is. Uh, I, I like where we're at right now. Just going into kind of Sony show because we. We got mm. kind of blown away last year. Yep. Um, well, yep. So it's interesting because we've gotten blown away a couple of years in a row from a couple of events. And when I start thinking about it, I'm like, man, all those games I was super excited about, 
A lot of them aren't out yet. Yeah. Like, no, Sony conferences have had Kingdom Hearts 3 and yep. Final Fantasy 7 Remake and Spider-Man and Death Stranding, Shenmue. God of War and Shenmue and Days Gone and GT Sport. And, and not so, only are they not out yet, Dreams. Uh, Dreams, a lot of those games we know specifically won't even be anywhere near. Like, we we found out Shenmue won't be here. Yeah. Yep. We found out that Final Fantasy 7 Remake HD well, Deluxe well, and, and Kingdom Hearts 3, they've said, like, it's gonna, they're coming in the next three years. Yeah. Which leads me to believe they won't also be here. Dude, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I've, like, done reactions to Kingdom Hearts 3 E3 trailers for like four different companies at yep. this point. Like it's, yep. it's, you know, it's a tradition at this point. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of this year just being less about. It, it's hard, right? Because they're in this impossible situation where if they don't show anything new, if they just show gameplay from all the same games as last year, but now we see gameplay from them. Yeah, and we, we get see, release dates or whatever. Exactly, and see Spider-Man, God of War, and Uncharted, and Last of Us, and all that. Like if they did that. People would complain that it was nothing new, right? Right. But you're if they if they show a bunch of CG trailers and logos and nothing else, you're totally then people correct. Complain there's no yeah. substance. Yeah, I think that's like the very weird, tough line that they have to walk. In that, like, you can either sit there and say, "Hey, I'm sick of all these nonsense announcements that don't actually mean anything," or you can be like, "I want tangible evidence yeah. that things are going to be playable this year or next year." But you need a mix of both because you need to walk out of that room being like there's wonder and surprise and delight coming from all these companies. But at the same time, like I don't want to see another spinning logo for something that I'm not going to play for four yeah. years. And yeah. like last year was the perfect – I feel like the God of War reveal was that perfect balance yes. of like it's like 10 minutes or so of gameplay, maybe a little less than that. But it's like it's enough gameplay that we understood what it was. But it also wasn't to- – like I still have like almost no idea what's going to happen. Well, because either. they've also – that game's just gone off the grid. Since yeah, then. exactly. And obviously it's going to be up back here. Um, but yeah, I feel like we're going to see extended looks of all those things we got teases for at uh, both last year and at PSX. Yep. And I'm glad to uh, – you know, by them doing that and Sean Layton saying, like, hey, I'm going to be on there for 30 seconds. The rest is going to be about games. They even got number stuff out of the way, mm-hmm. which I always hate when any company, no matter if it's first party or third party, puts up a bunch of, a bunch of slides. Yeah, at the beginning. I mean, yeah. that's, that's again, it's that who is this for? And it's like the people who are going to care about that aren't the ones who are going to cheer for your presentation. They're the people who are going to be sitting in a boardroom at some point who you can show a PowerPoint. Yeah. To. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's the old way. That's why E3 used to be so heavy with those because E3, yeah. I think, yeah. a long time ago well, was more for investors and it's now a, it's just as much for consumers. Dude, it's a trade show that just opened its doors to the public. 15 thousand fans yep. like it's gradually turning into a comic-con yeah like, yeah yeah and that said like i always feel like kind of weirded out when a company starts trotting out i mean i love hearing about numbers i'm, I'm infatuated with them every single month when the mpd stuff breaks but to to waste any time at a press conference and sony hasn't done this in a while to be yeah. fair uh it just feels odd. It's sort of like because it's like I'm a fan of your stuff, but I'm not financially invested in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't really cheer when you're Sony a fake fans. I guess I'm a fake fan. I mean, well, I'm it's, not a shareholder. Like, no, yeah, it's, I'm it's a fan. Having having a massive install base for a platform is fantastic because it leads to more first and third party support and more games. And it means that, you know, by and large, the system keeps growing. But I sit there being like, uh, yeah, I don't, do I get a check? Like, yeah. 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 It's like finding out a baseball team made a bunch sure. of money. I'm like, and, I don't care. But some of the stats they released this week were interesting. In yes. That, uh, uh, over a million PSVR sold. Yep. Which mm-hmm. they're the first one to give that number. So I imagine that's, if, if Oculus or Vive would have hit a million that we would have heard that. Yeah. So um, again, well, I can't. Let's, um, can we dig into this? Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is all from the same Time article, which, again, is like it's very smart to take your kind of your dry information and dump it into a, a time write-up mm-hmm. the week before E3. That's super mm-hmm. duper smart. Yeah. Uh, but they said one in five PlayStation 4 sold as a PS4 Pro. So, yeah, since launch. So that's 20%. That's, 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 that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, PSVR, again, has sold one million units. Uh, PSVR owners have purchased 5.25 million PSVR games. 
So five per owner, yeah. which is a fantastic attach rate. Yeah, I like this one. Uh, PSVR owners play an average of twenty five minutes per yeah, session. Before yeah, before getting a little C six. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a. The, um, I threw it's, that uh, in no there. No word on I, the refractory period there. I threw that one in there because I I find it to be the most fascinating of all the stats. Um, I look at the way I played Horizon or the way I blacked out and lost five days of my life to that game in the mm-hmm. best way possible versus you know. Putting on that, like, I think that, like, PSVR, there's that five minutes of, like, all right, so I got to take it out. I got to make sure my move controllers are, hmm. are not, like, you know, dead because it's been a couple of years. <laughs> well, uh, I got to put the he- headset on. I have to, like, clear out the goggles on the inside. There's, like, a minute or two you have to let it, like, warm up because it gets too foggy. Like, there's a lot of weird, stupid little idiosyncrasies when it comes to PSVR. And then you go and pick a game and then you jump in. And, you know, you make sure you're comfortable. If you're sitting or standing, if you're playing Farpoint, you're, you know, collaborating, you know, all, all that crap. And all of a sudden, like, you're playing a game. And 15, 20 minutes later, it's done or you finish a level and maybe you want to check your phone or check the outside world. So I think that like VR still has that weird barrier, right? Like you don't want to jump in there for two or three hours, which I think is a good thing. But it is interesting because I don't feel like the majority of games are being designed around this playtime. No. Like there are still games that like Farpoint you could play for two or three hours in a row, right? I don't think people are playing a game like that for 25 minutes, but I think that more games need to lean into the fact that if that's an actual stat, then that's what games should be. Yeah, I mean Resident Evil, the fact that you could play that whole game in in VR is kind of like how – like cars have, oh, it's like 160 miles per hour on the dash. It's like you're not going to drive it that fast. You yeah, mind. Like, you can. Yeah, yeah, you could if you wanted to, and you, you're you know brave. You're going to jail. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it's worth noting that like VR is, it's more intense. It it heightens the experience a whole lot. So to be like, yeah, I just want to you know do a quick 25 minute session, whatever, makes a ton of sense. I think it's it's this is a, a weird comparison, but it's like going to. You know, you can go to wine, like wine tasting, or you can go to a distiller or like a, a brewery and have like, oh, like I'll have a few beers, a few different wines and, tr- you know, try different things. But like if you go, if you take like that approach and go to like a distillery or a pot farm and you're like, yeah, I'm going to just get completely ripped out of my mind. Like you, you kind of want smaller doses of something that is stronger yeah. in essence, you know. So I hope we see more like weird small Side experiences. Note, this is a weird tangent, a weird place to put this. Well, like, I don't really understand the judges on the cannabis cup. Like, well, you're like 19 strains in. You're like, oh, this is a very yeah, I don't know how artsy. That works. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, you're high as hell. Yeah. The hell's wrong with you? You're no, not, don't, you're not qualified to, for this. Yeah, like I don't – I can't think of an event where you like you go there and you just – You'd, I'd go in there, and be like, I want to go home now. Anyway, so back to, <laughs> back to the PlayStation. Um, Sean Layden made some comments on Switch's success. Ooh. No, uh, there's one quote in here from Sean Layden that we should read about oh, yeah. PSVR stuff. Uh, this also, this is great. This addresses the fact that we haven't seen a lot of promotion for PlayStation VR. He says, we'll have a freer supply in the marketplace in 2017. We got to a point around Christmas where you would be hard-pressed to find VR anywhere, so we dialed back some of our promotional activity at that time because we didn't want to be promoting a platform for people to find out they couldn't get it. I didn't want to create more unhappy customers. You hear that, Nintendo? You dolts. <laughs> okay, so that's... Whoa. This is... To is me, this is, smart, <laughs> this is smart spin. Yeah, I, I, yes. I, I have agree. With you. Yeah, I think I, this is a smart spin. I think this is extremely smart spin. I think that they just underestimated. What are you saying, man. Well, like, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> Jeff, smart spin. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't talk about the cannabis comp. 
for 45 minutes. Oh, so that really? Maybe how you high are you that you thought that was yeah, 45 minutes? We're talking about Wait, cannabis. That, that, that camera's already at an hour and 14 minutes. You don't need that. You don't know what you're pointing at. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff Keeley tweeted out today a story about Vince Gilligan uh, is working on a Breaking Bad experience for PSVR. And I retweeted it being like, F yeah, this is going to be great. So cool. And somebody responded to me being like, I can't wait to not play this because I still can't find a PSVR. So I do think that this is like a legit issue. Um, and it does sort of, you know, fit into their narrative of not selling as many as I think we thought. Like mm-hmm. it's a weird chicken and egg thing. Yeah. Like they're touting these numbers, but these numbers could have been higher. Mm-hmm. If they, I mean, had, I, I, if, it's such if, a weird scenario. If I'm being honest, I think it, VR, we just did a big, uh, first Friday last week. And, uh, like, like, what's first Friday? First Friday is when on the first Friday of every month we do a tour of the agent office where like, 300 people came this time. It was really cool. Cannabis tasting. And there was a cannabis tasting afterwards. Um, but no, there was uh, – <laughs> tasting's not the right word. Uh, totally but no, eat it. Somebody kept asking the question, uh, I think in two of the different sessions, people asked about VR and like when are we finally going to see VR take off? And Terry Schwartz was in the office was like, for the last four years, we've heard that this is the year for VR. Right. And it's funny because I think in the back of my mind, PSVR was kind of the chosen one where it was like – it is so accessible. And the fact that there are a million out there is awesome. But, like, there are, what, 50 million PS4s more than that now? Like, I, I think it's it's still such a small fraction of that overall install base that, like, I think we are so slowly getting there. And by the time these are available, they're probably going to be iterating onto the next wave of hardware. That's the issue, right? So it's, like, like it's so it, – they're just in this weird spot where, like, I don't know. Like, I do think there's demand among among that niche that wants them. They could probably sell another million or whatever it is of PlayStation fans who want to get – into it more but i don't think you're going to start seeing those games that are like long and, and robust and, and that are pushing that experience time until there's enough of an install base to make it worth developing for yeah again and i don't think that can happen until they're better at manufacturing that chicken and egg also, thing, right? yeah. i also don't think that's a, a thing people want necessarily yeah yeah um i think it's interesting the way they're sort of whether it's intentional or not trickling out psvrs it's kind of the same things nintendo's doing with the switch where uh Launching hard. When did when did PSVR? I was like last, last fall, fall, I guess. Fall, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a typical time to launch something to be like, oh, yeah, it's a Christmas present, whatever. Uh, but I mean, launching the Switch earlier in the year, I thought was kind of odd because it was like it's almost like you get the early adopters on board and then you have them as this like organic, like they're basically advertising it by having it in the wild. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? And I don't know how that works with PSVR. Like maybe you go over to your friend's house and you're like, oh, cool, I want to try that. But uh, it's also, I mean, I guess if you get it in people's homes, they. They can verify that it I mean, works and it's, it's cool. It's weird because it, 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 when you launch hardware, like when Switch launched in Q1, you actually make it look like your launch lineup is weaker than it is because you're missing all the annualized games. Mm-hmm. So nothing that's going to – all the Call of Duties and Battlefields and stuff, even if they wanted to come out, those games don't come out till fall anyway. So they couldn't have just come out six months early in right. March. Whereas PSVR almost had – it almost might have been at an advantage to launch off-cycle because then it doesn't drown – in people making a four hundred dollar purchase decision sure. mm-hmm. instead of buying Call of Duty, yeah. and, all and, that that, stuff. and that's exactly it. Right? Like, I think you have to look at PSVR. Um, it's obviously connecting with you know what one out of fifty hardcore PS4 users, but it's not really connecting with the general population, right? I, like yeah. the casual gamers that bought into something like the Wii, and I think we're going to see buy into the Switch. Like when you heard about the Nintendo Switch in January, you found out about Mario coming in the fall, and I think with PSVR. 
you had those titles at the initial launch, and I think Farpoint, um, we have that quote here, that they'll be talking about a number of other PSVR titles at E3. I think Farpoint um, sort of kicks off that second wave. Mm-hmm. But yep. you don't want to spend $400 on something without knowing it's future-proofed because yeah. it's not it's not a, a quick casual. That's not the kind of money you drop on something that you only use for a weekend, right? Well, it's also so hard to do. Like, It's hard to show what it is to yeah. people, sure. I think. Like, yeah. You can show people who's stupid on a head. Not show well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the thing. Like, I think like you're totally right that it hasn't caught up with the mainstream, but I think it does once they try it. I know. Like, yeah. So many people love it once they actually try it, and it's such a hard thing to Which, explain. again, is like Switch, too. Yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, Sean Layden commented on Switch saying that it was, quote, a great success for Nintendo and said that it definitely uh, is what the fan base was waiting for. And then he sort of talks about how he sees it as a complimentary console, as a second console. Yeah. Uh, and he says that quite often there are two consoles, and one of them's PlayStation, one of them's Nintendo sitting side by your side. So I feel like he welcomes the competition, which I feel like is especially because whereas Sony and Microsoft are, you know, they do share probably 70% of the library yeah. together. Yep. Like, that's not going to be the case. With. No, I don't so, like, think we've so. We've seen so far, uh, haven't they announced, uh, EA's announced what's at EA Play, and one of the things is FIFA 18, and one of the things is FIFA for Switch. Yeah. And so that's the thing where it's like FIFA 18 is coming to Xbox and PC and PS4. And then FIFA for Switch is probably going to be the last gen version. Yeah, with some with modes updated rosters. Off. Yeah. yeah, and I think like it's <clears throat> it's such a funny spot to watch that happening again because it does feel like history repeating itself. Yeah. I think it, Switch is such an interesting thing because it's, it's a non-factor. I, I don't think it's necessarily a competitor yet you know like it's right. not like I, I i think that's actually a really smart way of looking at it as like complimentary. a complimentary yeah. well there's a history of nintendo and playstation having these weird sort of standoffish quotes with each other when it comes to direct competition um nintendo in the fat in the past were sort of like we're making a toy and this is what we're doing sony in the past have said with the in, in comparison to the psp and the nintendo ds they were like you know the nintendo ds is in the handheld gaming ghetto and we're not and i was like that's bad um, but so I, I don't feel know. like that's in the past. Like now, now you see photos of Shuhei walking around taking pictures at with the that detective Switch club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, this is this is really cool. I agree. I think these two systems complement each other very well. With one of them, you have these you know 4K AAA experiences on your big TV, and one you're playing Mario on something. And, the size and you're of playing it on a plane too. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And you know, with the way the Vita is dying down or dying out, like you, you know, it's good to see handheld living so so strong, and it's good to see traditional consoles kicking ass. So. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you know where traditional consoles are going to kick asses? No, we still got we got two news stories. Shut up. Oh, do we? Max, what were the, some of the final <laughs> tidbits from? Uh, uh, yeah, this just piece. in. Uh, Andrew's a big Dorcas. Yeah, it said that. Oops. Yeah, yeah. He said That's it right in the Time magazine. Time, time magazine. That. It sounds oh. like a bad time for Jim Ryan. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Also, if, if you get mad when I say something sort of mean to Andrew, just joking around. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, real people, weird people in the comments. Real defensive. Yeah. yeah. If you don't like that, maybe you should read our new piece in also, Loser Monthly Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> it also makes me laugh because you're like literally the sweetest human being I know. Shut so up. the idea of you bullying anyone Shut is real. Liar. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Jim Ryan said in the timepiece on backwards compatibility. Uh, Sony has in recent years devoted resources to bring a handful of popular t- older titles to PlayStation 4. The better part of the library is lost to time, and for now it seems like that's where it'll remain, saying, quote, When we've dabbled with backwards compatibility, I can say it is one of those features that is much requested but not actually used much, says Ryan. That I was at that, and I was at a, G- a Gran Turismo event recently where they had PS1, PS2, PS3, and PS4 games, and the PS1 and PS2 games, they looked ancient. Why would anyone play this? I still want to play it. 
and also judging. Oh, by are you going to go play the PS One version of Gran Turismo? Not already? a Gran Turismo, <laughs> but I want to be able to download PS One games on my PS Four. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's different, right? I think the true backwards compatibility, like what Xbox is doing, where you can like put a disc in, is right. incredible. Like that is to me, like that I can see wanting. I think the like the digital stuff parsing it out and adding new features and stuff like isn't the worst solution like i think what they've done with like the ps2 on ps4 stuff is cool obviously it would be better if it was just the entire library like is that it, would is, be- is it some weirdness with like odd and even numbers like we can get ps2 games on ps4 games and ps1 games on ps3 but like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly and, like like vita is secretly an incredible way to play a bunch oh, yeah. of ps1 games because yeah. you can just yeah. download them i have a bunch of square rpgs in there. yeah and and then ps3 i think had like a really good obvious library of a bunch of that stuff too like it is like that's the part that's weird to me is more of the ps2 stuff like i i see what they're saying though where it's after a certain point like when you're talking about hey would you rather wait another two years for the playstation 5 and have that r&d go to backwards compatibility or would you rather just keep up with what's happening and let them do anniversaries and do 30th collect 30th year collections and things like that like right. i get like i'm i'm in the same boat as you i would rather play this stuff i'd rather see full backwards compatibility available but it's also like it does seem like business-wise it would be a really stupid priority for them to have. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? We don't really know what it takes. It seems like it's consistently difficult to make that uh, a thing that you can just you can't just drag and drop a game on on yeah. your console, right? And everyone's having this problem. I mean, aside from Microsoft, but it's to me, it seems like it'd be cool if there was a small team working on this kind of stuff just off to the side. I don't think it has to be an either or like that R&D gets moved off the PlayStation 5 and now it's like there are only a year later. employees at Sony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How, how's your Suikoden? <laughs> you ruined it for everybody. Um, but I, I think this quote is a little presumptuous because like, I mean, yes, I'm not going to personally go back and play Gran Turismo 1 because yeah. that seems insane to do this yeah. year. But there are other games from that era that I would like to play. Um, I think with PlayStation specifically, it's weird because they have a, a different backwards compatibility issue in that a lot of their games are some of the earliest 3D games ever made, mm-hmm. yeah. which don't necessarily age as well as, say, like some 16-bit classic game or an 8-bit classic game. And it, um, one, it does make me wonder, like, I don't think it would, like, Obviously, if you see G- Gran Turismo 1 and you're like, oh, this looks awful, you're not going to cancel your pre-order of GT Sport. Like, one right. has nothing to do with the other. But it is, like, <laughs> it is really interesting because, like, you can use that. I've in- forgotten how much I always hated that ugly old yeah. game. <laughs> but I want to meet that guy so I can yeah. block him on everything. <laughs> but, I mean, it does, like, it, it's you can do the opposite where you spin into like a positive message. Right. Like Gran Turismo is like one of only two franchises that's been around for that long, you know, on, on all of the pieces of PlayStation hardware. So I guess not Vita, but I think it would be really cool to like build that into the marketing for GT sport. Like yeah. maybe that's when you do like your 20th anniversary collection stuff. So like, it is a bummer to see him be like that dismissive of the entire idea, but I don't know. Like I'm torn on it because I also like, to me, it's frustrating if if you do hear that they're spending that many resources on that and we still can't change our PSN names or that there's still not like reliable network infrastructure and things like that. Like I like you're totally right that those are different teams, but I just like to me backwards compatibility as much as I personally like it, I think should be pretty low on their priority. I feel like they are looking at the stats on it, which I wish they would just release to the public and then we could all go like Oh, you're right. No one's yeah. using it. I mean they're saying specifically like everyone requests it, no one's really using it. Yeah, so, and like this is one of those things where it, it does feel like I wish they had a really good way to gauge interest. Like obviously Sony doesn't need to do a Kickstarter or anything, but it's like it would be really interesting to see them like somehow just like pull the the actual like hardcore fans and what they actually mm-hmm. want. Because like in, in like statistically, if if whatever fifty million people own a PS4 and very few of them are using 
backwards compatibility. A lot yeah. of those people are people who only play well, Madden and Call of Duty every year. Yeah. So keep this in mind that you've got you've got people who want to play old games, and some of those people are like, oh well. I guess I'm out of luck if I can't buy it on PSN. And some people are like, okay, well, I'll figure out how to get an emulator running on my Android device. And right. then some people are like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to buy a CRT at Goodwill and go find a PS1 on eBay and track mm-hmm. down the original copy. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to get an import version. Yeah. Like some people, like like oh, Caleb, Caleb, who works here, yeah. has, has a CRT TV set up in his bedroom with a Sega Saturn so he can play shmups the way they're meant to be played. Yeah. And I mean, that's how and it that's goes. awesome. I love, yeah. I love hearing stories like that. But I think it's a kind of an odd gray area for people who are like... I guess casually nostalgic for older games. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when we, at, in the same breath, I'm like, I want backwards compatibility in these old games, and then I'm like, I have don't have enough time to play all the amazing games. Yeah, that come out exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I still haven't touched Neo and Neo. And I'm I think there's like there's a the convenience of it, and b just sort of like that good feeling you have. I mean, like walk into somebody's house who has a ton of books, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to pick up every one of those books, but they like knowing they're there. Like I would like to know that all the Metal Gears are on PS4. Yeah, but, they, that's, but they're not, yeah. yeah, you know, and I don't know how many there are. One, one and a half, like mm-hmm. Phantom Pain and, and the Ground, the, Ground and Zeroes. Ground Zeroes. Yeah, Is that much. it? Yeah. Yeah, and then PS Now, you might be able to get Guns of the Patriots. Yeah, like that sucks, yeah. you know, yeah. and like they're not really, there isn't a place for them. And it's also like the release strategy for, um, you know, anniversary collections and stuff like that. It's, it doesn't, it's, there's no consistency across the board with that. Like Man, wish, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Like it could have just been the backwards compatibility machine. I know, like, I know. That was so yeah. cool. Yeah. I know. Anyway, now, now PlayStation now doesn't work on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, Sean Layden also talked a bit about Japanese devs returning to PlayStation, uh, and you know, mentioned Resident Evil Seven, Neo, Nier Automata, Persona Five, and uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, uh, saying that's super important for us. I think a lot of Japanese developers lost their way chasing the mobile games yen, if you will, but they're coming back to console in a major way. And speaking of, we'll have some big announcements at E3. Yes. Also, size vein. By the time this is going up, you'll be happy to hear that the IGN first this month is focused entirely on the Japanese gaming industry. Ooh. So you can look out. On a bunch of cool stuff from cool. our visit to that's, Japan. That's a piece you and Caleb are putting together, right? Based on your trip. Several it's pieces. A, several, several pieces. Yeah, there's... Uh, what goes up tomorrow? This, If this podcast goes up tomorrow. Then so far we've Platinum up. We're talking all about the future of Platinum games and uh, some of the stuff they're working on and what they want to do next. And we will have many more, some of which I can't talk about yet until after E3. Ooh, but, um, awesome. We'll also have Atlas this week and there's some cool stuff coming. What games have they made? Uh, they they uh they made they made um, on simulator 2017. Yeah, yeah. They, they gave you an excuse to put cats all over your desk. <laughs> there you go. Whatever that, that blue animal is. <laughs> Her name's Morgana. Also, his name's Morgana. It's also, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, this is uh, really my, cool. That impression of my voice. I I love the idea of like PlayStation reaching out to all these developers, being like, "You've lost your way." Chasing the mobile games again. <laughs> Come back home. To well, and how cool is it that Persona Five is number two in MPD? Like, yeah, I mean, like, sorry to talk about Persona again, but seriously, like, like Neo has sold one point five, or I mean, yeah, uh, Nier has Nier sold, 1.5. sold one point five million copies. Yeah. Like, it's like there's so many. It's really exciting seeing that resurgence a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Resident like, Evil, Bloodborne, like, games rule. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all happening. It's good to yeah. see Japan kicking ass again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, all right. So on that note, I think it's about time we hey, started getting into our. Speaking of again. Yeah, we're going to segue because we're going to we're going to break this part out as its own segment, and you can watch it on our YouTube channel or vice versa. I don't know. We're always plugging weird stuff. Point is, if you're not subscribed to YouTube.com/slash IGN Beyond, you should be because that's where we put up our little videos and stuff. Marty, are you like mouth and stuff over yeah, I'm there? Doing mouth stuff, Andrew. Let's do mouth yeah. stuff. That's real weird. Anyway. Um, what do you guys predict is going to happen at E3? E3 predictions! E3 predictions! We're doing E3 predictions! Let's do it! Okay, do you want to go down the line and then back and forth with one? Uh, 
Yes, okay, that's I'll, a good idea. I'll start. I'll start with you're, one of mine. Start, you're confusing me right out. Of I'm gonna do a positive one. How dare you? Okay. I think uh, we're gonna see big showings from both God of War and Insomniac Spider-Man game, and I think we're gonna get release dates for both of them. And I think one is going to be this fall, and one is going to be next spring. That's a lot of predictions. That okay, is, hold that's on. several so, predictions in one. So two new games with release dates. Yeah, I mean these are games we saw. Okay, and yep. games they've confirmed right at the show. But I think we'll, both will be dated, and I think one's going to be in the fall, and is going to be Sony's flagship fall title. Mm-hmm. And then I think one is going to be in the spring. I which, think, which, which, which? I which. think Spiderman. God of War is the fall. Really? And I think Spiderman oh, is man. the spring. I totally don't think either one of those games is this year at all. I don't think. Yeah, so Yeah, well, it's a good yeah. thing that's my prediction and not yours. Yeah. Buffalo well, Bill. we're allowed to slam what? dunk on your predictions. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So uh, yeah, my my prediction is uh, I what? think we're gonna get another Days Gone trailer, and I think this one's gonna be much tighter and more focused on characters and the world and the setting and actually being like, here's who you're gonna be playing as in this big huge game because we got that that weird sort of character reveal trailer initially, and then we got that one where he's mowing down hordes of zombies, and they're like, meanwhile check out how HDR works on this 480p stream you're watching on your phone. You're like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. I, th- um, a, I think that's a great prediction. I, I think that's yeah. gonna be their big first party fall game. Yeah. yeah, I think that's their fall game. I, I think feel like that's the. I mean, that's the, the game most, we saw the most of last year. Feels yep. the most done. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's more in the trailer. Like I would expect that. Honestly, it's not in my predictions, but like I think that's going to open the show and probably be like a fifteen, like a substantial. You think Days demo. Gone will? Yeah. What game do you think will open the show? I don't know if everyone said if that's, that's Bloodborne. Up. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. okay. Uh, my prediction uh, number one is Bloodborne two. I think this is not my official prediction. I do think. Uh, softly that it will open the show. And I think we're going to see a boss fight. I think we're going to see something played live. I don't think it'll be a tone piece. I don't think it'll be like a dude oh dragging a sickle down a hall. We're going to see some real mm. shit. I, I, can get, I can get behind that. Do you yeah. think it's from software? Hell yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to scream. And the cool thing about that is that I don't care about what happens afterwards. Really don't. I'm so happy about fighting those skeleton horses again that I'm not going to It's going to be the very first thing of the conference. You should probably care for the remaining <laughs> nope, 90 minutes. Nope. Also, E3 is like just starting. Uh, nope. I'm going to have the Uber app on my phone. I'm going to hit Are the button. Are you going home? I'm going to go to the airport. Go home. Brian, you missed uh, 30 of your live show appointments. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I want to fight that skeleton horse, talk to the doll lady, talk to those weird plants that go da 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 and then I'm getting. I'm going home. That's Man, it. If, it. if it wasn't from people, Bloodborne too. Lose their mind. I still think it might not be from. Who do you think it's gonna be? Konami. I'll get to my. I'll get. To, I'll get my. I'll get my Castlevania. Ooh, uh, my prediction bumps me out, and I want to be wrong. I don't think Dreams will appear in any capacity. <laughs> I thought you said <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> prediction is Bubsy. No, uh, I want to be wrong on my own prediction. I don't think Dreams is gonna be on stage at all. No sizzle reel. No mention of any kind. What? I think they're gonna hold it. For what? They've held it this long. I think For at this TGS? point. I don't think E3. If they're holding it this long, either they're totally – either I'm wrong and they're going to have it and do something very different with it and maybe lean to VR or whatever it is, or I think they're holding it for a better place, like a, like a PSX or a fan event or something like that. Wow. So that, that's a ways off. That goes into my prediction, which is not only will Dreams be there, but it, they will confirm that it is a, a free-to-download PSVR game for everyone and that it is available now. Wow. Not now Old. isn't like now, but now isn't when they say now. Why do you say free-to-download? <laughs> Uh, I feel like this game has been in development so long that they want to tether this with all one plus million people who have a PSVR. And I think it's not it's not that it's only PSVR. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. I mean, I forget the runtime. I forget the actual run of show of the original PS4 reveal, but this might be the first first party PS4 game ever shown. Oh, with those weird like <laughs> they demoed boys. it at yeah. at that original before it had title, obviously. That's but right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I again, like I, I want what you said. I still think like the time for dreams was when PSVR came out. I think if this had been a pack into PSVR, that would have been 
a really good opportunity. But dude, don't forget, like they said there were going to be betas. They said there were going to be all these things because they can't release the game until they populate the tools for people. So it's like, to me, like none of that has happened yet. I still can't imagine it happening, but I would love for you to be right. That's not what I heard. I don't I didn't hear that from anyone. Really? No, that was just a prediction. Oh, okay. So that's all right. Now we're, Andrew, getting, we're going all out of order. It's always the time. For no, we're dreams. fine. We're fine. We're in all crazy times. Just look at you. All right. It's on your, 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 I guess you just, I, I just I'm, I'm confused because you jumped from number one to number four. Oh, don't worry, don't look at my, also, you suck at these bullet points. You did bullet points and you did numbers, but you did the numbers by yeah. hand. Yeah. Terrible. You Real bad. You're never making the doctor don't the show do it. again. All right. Enjoy never having a show again. <laughs> hey, I do it sometimes. You just get to work before me. Anyway, uh, I predict Uncharted The Lost Legacy is going to open the show. Ooh. I don't know. It just seems like kind of a yeah. very safe bet because they're like, they want to remind people it's out there. They're going to have everyone's attention on it, and it's going to be – I mean, they did that at, at PSX, and everyone's like, Tomb Raider? No. Last of Us? No. Oh, all right. And, you know, yeah. I think it's it's also – it comes out in – did we have a date for that? It's it's like – it's uh, yeah, it's fall, uh, August. End August? Of, end of August. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so it's, like, yeah. it's pretty soon. We you think Uncharted, breath. you think – Bloodborne 2. Okay. We're open, if we're open, open the show? Yeah, yeah, you think Days Gone's going to open the show? He said, I, yeah. he said Bubsy. He said Bubsy. Yeah, I think Bubsy. <laughs> I, I think Spider-Man's going to open the show. Oh, that'll be, that's a, I think that's a really good, yeah. That's a, actually, I think, actually, I cool. think you're right. Yeah. Ooh, there's some good stuff going on. No, All right. I, th- I think you need a new game to open the show. You need a brand new game. I mean, that's the God, the God of War had such an incredible opening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why true. I say Bloodborne 2. Brand yeah. new game. Bradbury? Old game with a new number. New horse. <laughs> All right. New skeleton. The horses are moldier yeah, and not mop, that mop looking earlier than ever. Okay. Um, Brian. Brian. Uh, it's me. Okay. Um, I think we're going to get a Last of Us 2 gameplay reveal. Not a not a weird teaser acoustic guitar solo concert. We're gonna get an actual mm. gameplay reveal. No, no way. What? No, no way. I don't think no. so either. No, no. I nope. think we're gonna see footage of some some weird dudes getting stabbed in the neck with the old shards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we're <laughs> seeing be it. Cool. I mean, I I would love if uh, Naughty Dog's so funny because like they can turn stuff around in with ungodly speed. Like the fact that they've made four Uncharted games and The Last of Us in such a small window. It's like okay, five yeah. Uncharted games. We're counting the new one. Well, yeah, I guess that's well, yeah. yeah, so it's like, I, I think that, like, if anyone could do it, it would be them. They just feel so early. I mean, that being go. said, like, we were all surprised that we got both Lost Legacy and Last of Us 2 announcements at, yeah, uh, totally. at PSX. At PSX, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, mine is, going back to that VR conversation, I think that there will be some kind of big push for VR to get you to buy it, whether that's a new bundle or a price drop or just some kind of new skew for VR but not like a redesign. There's not going to be VR slim. They're not changing the hardware at all. Yeah. But I do think you'll see some kind of like major incentive mm. incentive to get it. Yeah, I think it's a, that's a really, really good bet. I think Thanks, they need man. to do it. And yeah, of course, man, anytime. Are these, are, are these bets? Are we having like a moment? <laughs> a little bit. Our anyway. <laughs> see? Wow, it's never end your dreams. You know what? Neither of you have right. gone on a first date in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm on one right now. You're not. Yeah, anyway, Marty, what's your next <laughs> prediction about the video game trade show? Uh, so to uh, counteract Brian, I think that not only will we not see or hear anything about Last of Us 2, I don't think we will see or hear anything about Death Stranding either. I think both games are going to literally not be mentioned whatsoever at the show. Um, I get the feeling Last of Us 2, they were like, hey, it's in development, but they're going to want people to focus solely here on Uncharted, obviously because it comes out in a couple mm-hmm. months, and I don't think Last of Us is coming out until next fall, maybe. Do we know if Kojima is yeah. at E3? I mean, Jeff Keighley's there, so he'll probably yeah, be there. Probably yeah, I'm, I'm, I bet you Kojima's at E3. I don't know if Kojima, like, production is at E3, you know? Yeah. yeah. He totally seems a guy who wouldn't miss an E3. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to be proven wrong, but who cares? Yeah, I think it doesn't make any sense to show off Last of Us 2 when you've got Days Gone 
probably coming out sooner than that, and yeah. also a, and a new Uncharted. So it's yeah. like two kind of pieces of that. It's just kind of I think it kind of you know clouds the messaging. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? I said uh, some kind of tie-in nonsense with Spider-Man Homecoming slash Spider-Man game, whether that is a pre-order bonus, costume DLC, or an appearance by Tom Holland being Man. like. Oh, Spider-Man's coming to theaters and home consoles very soon. It's going to be grand. If Tom Holland was on stage, like, something yeah. with that demo, I think that would be so cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm worried because I think they've said, I mean, they've said, like, the core of the game isn't, like, MCU or anything, but I could totally see them doing a skin. This is yeah. costume deal. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, but also, it's it's a Sony Pictures movie. It's a Sony game. It yeah. makes a ton yeah. of sense for them to lean into that because yeah. it's also, it's a Spider-Man movie. People like those. And also, yeah. like, kind of use the Sony platform to even plug the movie. Like, I mean, yeah. at the very, very least, I can see them doing some kind do, like, way back in the day, games used to do this somewhat often because there were so many movie tie-in games that, like get a ticket when yeah. you buy the game or whatever it is. Like, yeah, something I, like that. What if you get the game when you buy a ticket? Thing. Think about that. Whoa, a that's a way ticket, better you also deal. get a $6 that movie, video. That movie then. comes out in like a month, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, think about okay, it. That game's yeah. not coming out. They're not going to be like, <laughs> if the game's out and there's a free ticket in the game, that you, the movie you go see. <laughs> that's what's not going to happen. It's not. You're not connected. I'm going to back up and say that's a free song. Yeah. I mean, it might it might coincide with like the Blu-ray release. No, 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 no. They're going to say, hey, here's the official Spider-Man the game cereal, and if you buy it, you get the video game as well as the film. Now you're putting a cereal in the mix. Yeah, so you buy a $3 box of cereal. Predictions episode is falling apart. All right, falling apart. Speaking of like exclusive tie-in stuff, I think that uh, Battlefront Two uh, is going to connect very exclusively with. <laughs> oh. y- you're right. Yeah, that rough first date. Yeah, uh, it's yeah gonna, exactly. going to connect with um, a lot of PlayStation, PlayStation stuff exclusively. Last time around, we saw some cool stuff, uh, including the PSVR mission. I don't know if we'll get anything like that this time around. Although uh, I would absolutely love that because yeah. the Tie Fighter thing was or the X Wing thing was incredibly cool. Um, but I think we'll see some sort of possible exclusive story mission or um, maybe a multiplayer map or a character, or a yeah. hero, something like that. Um, I don't think it'll get in the way of like, I don't know, say like Soul Calibur did with its Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. where like you get Yoda and you get Darth Vader. Um, but I look at the way Lego Star Wars released on PS4 and there was an exclusive mission about how C-3PO got his weird red arm. I'm cranking it. <laughs> uh, oh my! Oh my! Oh, heavens! Um, I mean, I see, that's, that's yeah. To stop the show. Uh, no, no, no. So uh, I totally think this isn't one of my official predictions, but I think we're going to see a lot of big fall and spring third-party games on stage at Sony. Like mm-hmm. we know they have a partnership with Battlefront, with Far Cry, with Destiny Two, with Call yep. of Duty, and with Red Dead, and especially Destiny Two and Call of Duty. Like they don't have their own stage to go to. Yeah. So I think we're going to see both of them on Sony stage. Whereas like, you know, Battlefront will definitely be at EA. EA, EA and EA, I have to right. imagine yeah. Far Cry is definitely going to be at Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, Red Dead, I don't think is going to be at E3. I think the thing with Battlefront is it's so close. We know when it's happening. We know the release date. We know everything about it, mostly. But we haven't seen it actually being played. Sure. So I think there's enough to... You could pull like a, you know, Call of Duty for a couple of E3s where like, all right, Microsoft gets this for this this level and Sony gets this level. Um, it's very rare that you yeah. see a if crossover. I'm, if I'm remembering right, at in 2015, I think EA showed multiplayer at their conference and then Microsoft showed single player. Or, or maybe it was vice versa what, for, for Battlefront 1. Battlefront, oh, Battlefront didn't player. have single player. I mean, it had No, no, player, but I mean, they showed like different mission types. Like, uh, in other words, oh, they showed like... So, we know e- at EA Play they're showing off the feed map. 
the episode one map. Yeah. EA's already announced that. So it's going to be episode one heavy. Like the assault feeds the Nebula like, City, right? Yeah, with the boomers. Yeah. I guess yeah, I can boomers. just see them doing. Maratakadu. I guess I can just see them doing something along those lines Split. of basically splitting it between, like, uh, on its own stage. Obviously, EA's going to sell its game, but I. I Maybe we get single player on Sony and multiplayer. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that? yeah. 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 That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's your prediction, What's little boy? Uh. I don't think we see Bloodborne 2. I, I think maybe you see a new From game that's exclusive to Sony, uh, but I don't think it's going to be Bloodborne 2. Mm. Why did you use your prediction to poop on my prediction? This is I'm the just worst like crossing the mouth, period. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst first thing. Uh, that'd be really cool if there was a different, like, as much as I want Bloodborne 2, if it was, like, Armored Core or a new yeah. IP. And, that was and then the you, guys get, you guys get me for the whole E3, then. That was the <laughs> exciting thing about Bloodborne when it came out, was that it wasn't just another Dark yeah. Souls. And it's like, it's a Souls-like, obviously, but I think, like... Putting a different spin on it is cool. What if you just give him Castlevania? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, Castlevania from yeah. Castlevanial diseases. Uh, so my second to last prediction going back is I do think Bloodborne 2 will be there. Suck it, Andrew. Wow, we're doing it. Back and forth. But I do not think, I'm leaving. But I do not think it's developed by FromSoft whatsoever. What? I think that's Sony Japan Studios. Oh, wow. Internal. Are you worried about that? Also, that was literally my prediction for Batum last year, and I got it wrong. Uh, yeah, I thought about like because we have like the scorecard from last year on here, and I thought about going back and reusing some of mine because I, I still totally oh, really? that Batman thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sony's going to reuse a lot of their announcements last year. For this year so <laughs> run it. Uh, all right. What do you got, Max? Uh, where am I? I'm all mixed up here. You're okay. under the word Max. Uh, that's right. <laughs> um, I almost all screwed up because it was, it was Marty Max. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, a new limited edition PS4 Slim bundle that is either absolutely gorgeous, totally hideous, <laughs> or some combination thereof. And there's all sorts of discourse on the computer about it. Like okay. Uh, I think it could very easily be Red Dead. Like maybe they don't have a whole bunch of Red Dead stuff to show off, but they're like, hey, there's a Red Dead bundle coming out. Ooh, horse PS4. And it's like, it looks like a bale of hay or like, <laughs> it's just got like a Larry. It looks like Woody's boot. I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, it just looks like an old barn. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, it's either that or it's Spider-Man or maybe it's, maybe it's Destiny 2. Like just some, one yeah. of those things where they're just like, we put a logo on it and you buy, you get the game inside the box and it's fine. And I think something's definitely coming because there was that gold one that leaked and I can mm-hmm. totally see that being part of a line of like right. equally yeah. weird colors, if nothing. There's like an Argyle one, and everyone wants the Argyle one, but only ironically. And then you're like, should I buy something for? You mean like themed after the character from Die Hard? I was literally asking if it was Argyle, the nice little limo driver from Die Hard. He has his headphones on, so he can't hear the Germans falling from the sky. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Great movie. Christmas and Hollis. All right. Uh, Brian, you're up. Um, Number four, uh, I think we're going to get a trailer for that game company's new game, and I think it's out this fall. I think they said it's about sharing, and all we saw so far are those two candles touching. Uh, your your whole leave leave the the city and get in a plane because you're so excited thing. That's me if they reveal that game company's new. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. No one's working E3 this year. <laughs> Sharing and candles, my favorites. What do you guys think? Possible. Uh, I, I think they hope so. I, I think possible. That's this fall. Possible. All of that. I think they want to distance themselves from Sony because they're very much not only in that ecosystem anymore like hmm. when this game comes out they've said a million times it's multi-platform like yeah they did their, they did their three game deal with them exactly yeah so like yeah. everyone assumes it's probably mobile or something like i i would have to assume that's where you find the biggest audience which is what they seem to like mobile no it's only available to hit gas no, station not, mobile. Not, i don't even exactly it's a mobile exclusive <laughs> i don't know that it would be uh mobile exclusive i, I think they're probably just making it for everything don't share life. candles at the gas station <laughs> <laughs> uh, to Max's point about PSX, that Uncharted trailer that faked everybody out, and it's like, what is it? What game is it? Everyone's guessing. I love when they do that. That's like one of my yeah. favorite things about Sony press conferences. Oh, we all thought it was Tomb Raider. 
I think yeah. we're totally going to get that for Sucker Punch's game. I think it's going to either very heavily seem like an infamous game and then be their new IP. Like a or, wizard comes out and they're like, oh, it's in medieval times. Exactly. It's not infamous at all. Or because of all the rumors about them working on a new IP, I think it would be funny if they are just working on an infamous game and they do the opposite. Like make it seem like something very different and then reveal that it's infamous. You know what, they, what if they open the, the show with just like Spider-Man gameplay and then Spider-Man takes off his mask and he's Kratos? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would be the best PlayStation also has Battle Royale trailer ever. Yeah, and it says God of Web. <laughs> and everyone leaves. <laughs> they give tomatoes out to throw at the TV. All right. Um, you guys mentioned uh, Tomb Raider multiple times. You think we'll see some Shadow of the Tomb Raider stuff? I mean, we got that. That got leaked a while back. Yeah, and it's been. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a tease, like, but I don't know if where it would be. Like, it seemed. I mean, obviously, last time they leaned initially with Microsoft. Yeah, how'd that work out? It didn't. Not seem great. Like it was a great idea. So I feel like this is going to be multi-platform, day and date, whenever yeah. it's released. Um, I could see same same kind of thing. I could see them on Sony stage specifically distance themselves. It was like when Titanfall did that. Like Titanfall two, they wanted to make the point that like, hey, look, we're on everything now, and the way you do that is by being on the stage of the opposite of where. For some reason, I think because Rise of Tomb Raider was announced at Gamescom. Gamescom. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I would say Gamescom. Uh, the, yeah. No, I think it was announced at E3. It was announced at E3 2014. Oh, the, the exclusivity, the exclusivity was, was yeah, announced exactly. at, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I think we're at my final prediction. Ooh. Uh, I think the last few years we've seen Rocksteady games on Sony stage. Two years ago they showed the opening of uh, Arkham Knight with the first person the Joker. and stuff, yeah. Or the Scarecrow shot some people. Yeah. Then last year we had uh, Arkham VR. Oh, um, right, right. Totally forgot So I think that. we're going to get a short tease. I don't think it's this fall or anything mm-hmm. for whatever uh, Rocksteady's next proper Superman. console game is. Superman, Justice League. I still want Harry Potter. I put Man, Dunkirk. No, I Wonder Woman one. I think WB's making a Dunkirk movie. You think they're going to make a Dunkirk game? Maybe. They're making a the call. I really don't like the way you guys say Dunkirk. <laughs> Why? Really? Dunkirk? What's wrong with Dunkirk? <laughs> Stop saying Dunkirk that way. Oh, God. Ugh. I got to take a Dunkirk. God. So all many right. people died. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't put that on me, all right? All right. Um, I think we're going to get a Nino Cooney 2 trailer that's punctuated <laughs> by borderline incoherent stylized text over a black background. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, so swap that out. Also, could also be, uh, it could be also that or, uh, or, or maybe Kingdom Hearts or a, a Final Fantasy thing or something. I just think that maybe some JRPG will have like text in it that just shows up and you're like, I was trying to see the game and they're well, just like, that's over there. Yeah. There's like, a, like a, some weird word art. And you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. Cause like, especially like punctuated after like God of War, Last of Us, Uncharted, like Days Gone. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of sour, sour pusses in that patch. <laughs> yeah. I want to see a, uh, what was it? The pan flute that. that you make that noise again? No, it's only that once. Oh, that was a bad noise. <laughs> Brian, what's, um, your, what's your final prediction? I'm going to piggyback on Goldfarb's, uh, as I should on the first date, hey, uh, <laughs> on your PSVR prediction about the price drop and say that every PS4 SKU will get a price drop this fall to combat uh, Scorpio and whatever Switch is doing. Safe bet, I know. Yeah. Nothing, nothing too crazy there, but I think you'll get cheaper PS4s this fall. Yeah. So PS4, PS4 Pro, yep. PS4 Slim, VR. We'll yeah, throw, I'll, yeah, we'll, I'll, we'll throw that in there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Andrew, you didn't write down a fifth. Yeah, one. I forgot to write down a fifth one. But what I'm gonna say is, I think that Sony, because I'm, I, I think what Sean Layton said is right. I think it'll probably be focused on games. I do think that they, well, of course it's right because he runs the company. But I do think that. Uh, <laughs> At a certain point, they'll bring out Geo or whoever to talk about indie games and things like that. I think that they will announce a major PC exclusive game 
now coming to consoles and being on PS4. Like PUBG Battlegrounds or something? Yeah. Like something mm. like that. Something like like a major Steam indie game that is now available on consoles for the first time and only on PS4. Do you guys remember when they first showed off the the UI for the PS4 and the username was uh, Daisy 100? Vaguely. Like, no, like Daisy, like the, oh. the, the zombie game. It's oh. kind of been in beta for a million years. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That'd be weird yeah. if they were like, hey, guess what? But then, of course, they've also got Days Gone. Daisy Gone. Who knows? Oh, Daisy 100 Gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are those are our predictions, our E3 expectations, and what we uh, <laughs> argue about in our spare time. Uh, I asked a, a bunch of the community what they thought. Uh, a ton of people jumped in to say uh, Sucker Punch's new IP, and, uh, Bean Dip Bro, and uh, on, Nate. Eric Kalunga and Brian Kravitz. Uh, Sean Clerkin in our Facebook group said uh, he thinks it's going to be a sci-fi third-person adventure. Uh, Matthew Lee Cecilio says a new IP, an open-world western. I'd be very surprised, but then again, you know. I, dude, I just want it to be Happy Feet and the, Surf's Up came out the same year. In the same way that we got, I think uh, we did anyway. We got <laughs> Gorilla to do, to do Horizon and sort of Kill Zone. I would love to see Sucker Punch doing something that was totally nothing like Infamous whatsoever, like a linear horror game or something. Yeah, like yeah, completely exactly. Completely different. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt T. Garceau says replacements for the PlayStation Move controllers, and now we can use them to do massive damage to giant enemy crabs in VR. And Tyler Hayes says a new piece of VR hardware. I feel like they kind of dug themselves in pretty deep already. Yeah, it's too like, soon. Yeah, yeah. Like I have the there's that far point gun, and it's like there's I've two games I can use it for and one of them scares Ooh. me too much the other one's too hard so like, <laughs> I got this big giant you know yogurt covered pretzel in my I guess room. if that's yeah. what he means by a new piece of VR hardware then maybe something like new that gun grip yeah, yeah but no I mean not new controllers like okay. I still think it'll use the move but I'm just saying like something like the gun grip for Far Cry stuff like that I think is possible sure yeah I think you have to always worry about like splitting the user base and people exactly. just bought a bunch of move controllers three or four months ago I ended up getting one like used from GameSpot or GameStop sure. <laughs> if I walked up the street I could steal a bunch of old move Control. <laughs> it's called, that's a crime. Take that, Mike Marty. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'd be. I, I'm. I'm. I'm into the idea of yeah. it, but I want it to be something that so, you know you're buying into something that will get substantial use. Mm-hmm. You know, they just launched a new VR controller, so we'll yeah. see where that one goes. Uh, Scoff and Steven says Moon Knight will be in the Spider-Man game. Mm. This is super interesting because I've been saying. Well, I kind of gave up on saying it, but I thought for a while that like we always saw. Uh, big Marvel characters and you get some of them on Netflix you get some of them on, in movies you get some of them kind of like showing up at different places but Moon Knight was kind of like they don't do anything with him and he's kind of like super powered like kick ass Batman so like yeah. what is he if he makes sense as a video game character do you think uh, but you know I mean that that costume that they showed is so is there a picture of no, there's sometimes a picture of him over there uh, that costume so different than anything we've seen before do you think this is I mean you know more about comics than I do do you think this is even is it Peter Parker? Is this like a whole new thing? Like, I assume it's completely separate from MCU. I think they've said, but like, I would love to see them do something I'm, really weird and off the wall. Dude, Sony, aside from just the, the video game side of things, Sony is like all over the place with, with Spider-Man. Cause they're like, they're like, we've got a new one coming out. It's partner with the MCU, but we're also building our own separate spider verse. And also they're making yeah. an animated Spider-Man movie. But then again, here's a video game. And it's like, what is, we're this? also making a Craven film and it's yeah. part of the DCU. What a tangled web. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jason Momoa stars as the Craven of the sea. Um, leaked Namor nudes on yeah. Instagram. And then a ton of people, uh, <laughs> Byron B1986, Hybrid Gamer Guy, Jake J343, Jose Bernal, and Sean Clerkin all say 
Spyro. Yeah. Whether yeah, it's a trilogy, right. a remaster, or whatever. I mean, we've seen, yeah. like, we just judging by traffic on IGN and on our YouTube especially, like, the crash footage does so well. well and like, it's just, it's like, clearly, if you, you look at what they're looking up, <laughs> if, you look at, if you look at Sony and Activision right now, between the Destiny deal and the Call of Duty deal and Crash Bandicoot, like, Inspiro, I have yeah. no doubt that they would want to work together and do a right. Spyro. Like, especially because Crash seems to be really well received, like Marty was saying. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think this is totally a no That's Insomniac, which is still, like, a, you know, obviously a close partner yeah. with Sony. It's also interesting because that was that was what launched uh, Skylanders. Like yeah. that was Spyro's adventure, and yeah, then Skylanders is kind of you know kind of petering out. And they also moved far away from having Spyro even remotely attached to it. Those those three Spyro PS one games were the precursors to Ratchet and Clank. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, this is kind of what I meant with backwards kind of compatibility. Yeah, compatibility earlier is like if you're cherry picking like some of the most beloved games and then sure. giving them like a loving remaster. Which, we saw a PSX with uh, Parappa and Wipeout. And yeah, Loco Roco. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Midgar Dream says Death Stranding is actually the code name and concept art for a new Spyro game, post-apocalyptic third person or dragon RPG. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a prediction. That's, I like that. The problem with Phantom Pain, it was like ever since he was like he revealed a fake game under a fake name that was really Metal Gear. Now I'm like. I mean, I, I want to say no, this isn't going to happen, but maybe. Well, I also, I'm kind of worried. I'm like, is this Death Stranding? Yeah. Like, I made that behind the scenes. We did a behind the scenes piece on the Kojima's new studio. Was right. that Death Stranding? Did yeah. I do that? It or might like, have been. With the maybe this the is Death Stranding. I know. That's right my worry. Who knows? Yeah. 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 What if we're the Norman? I think this? the crabs are magic. Yeah. I agree. Most crabs are magic, though. What That's if not you, what, wait, what was your first date? <laughs> <laughs> what was your prediction of that Mads Mickelson is your health bar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they tweeted that out, by the way, from the uh, official Death Stranding. So uh, I think I'm on to something. It's All right. Game journalism. Yeah. Look it <laughs> up. Learn to read. Hey, you're the person who's going to abandon us during E3 because they show Bloodborne. Yeah, I'm going to go home and go to my shrine with the little men. And wow, it's a go, rocking chair made out of skeletons and it shoots blood at you. I got to go. <laughs> what? All right. Uh, uh, JSD Amos says, a bunch of games with no timetable of coming out that hit a nostalgia button and cause people to hit hysteria about a tech demo. Yeah. Ooh, wow, he's getting that. Twitter's oh, not yeah. ready. Yeah. To be fair, that's... He's ready. He's ready. Right. That's what we get. Uh, I like... This is my favorite prediction of all. Connor Bennett says, Gran Turismo Sport <laughs> will have a playable character. His name is Bill, and he really hates cars. <laughs> like, I love the idea of just... I mean, no pun intended. Them just jerking the wheel and being like... People love Gran Turismo because it's the most realistic driving simulator. But what if it was about a man who did not like cars one bit and he had to learn to overcome his hatred? Or it was like Bill, like he had like a minor like traffic violation. Like he did like jaywalking mm -hmm. and his punishment is that he's locked in a car. That I was automatic say, driving. So like yeah. we are the drivers and Bill just has to sit behind the wheel. Like I'm really not enjoying this guy. Like he's locked in. He can't get out. And he's like, all right, forget it. I'll win the race anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's me, Bill. I hate cars. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, those are, uh, yeah, that's it. Woo. That's our E3 predictions episode. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Um, yeah, like I said, follow us all on Twitter, Max Scoville, Agent Bizzle, mm -hmm. Garfep, and McBiggity. And of course, keep an eye on just IGN on, on Twitter and on Twitter in general. And also, uh, subscribe to us on youtube.com slash IGN Beyond. Please, please yeah. do that. And of course, if you want to speculate about what is coming our way, hop over to the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond and make some friends over there. And you guys can argue about whether or not Death Stranding is Ape Escape. Yeah. Is it? No. It's not. It's, it's not. Anyway, well, and come back in a week to see how well these uh, these predictions aged like old men. They did it. They did it. Yeah. But check out uh, E3 starts on IGN and on Twitter and YouTube and everywhere and Twitch uh, at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time on Saturday. Yeah. And runs all the way to the end of the day Thursday and then we die. Yeah. And we've got uh, – just oh. keep an eye on all of our various social media streams to find out when stuff is happening and what it's going to be. Uh, on that note, uh, beyond and 
E3. And I'd like to announce that Andrew Goldfarb will be getting a rose at the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was that? (laughs) What was that laugh? Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.